Oh hey, you're listening to Pep Talk, a podcast launched during the national lockdown in April 2020 to celebrate and support our favourite New Zealand businesses. Join Grace Creft, ex-lawyer and former owner of Sweet Bakery and Cakery, to hear about how some of our favourite businesses built their brands, the ups and downs along the way, and what we can do to support them, both now and once business as usual returns. So, are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. We all know those times when a friend or a family member has had a baby or moved house or is going through some tough times and the first thing you always think of is to drop them a meal to kind of help ease the load a little bit. But what happens when your friend or family member lives in a different city or even a different country to you? Well, that's where today's guest comes in. Angel Delivery sends freshly made gourmet meal care packages all over New Zealand, arriving chilled on the doorstep to provide that help, love and comfort just when it is needed the most. Flowers are of course beautiful and so, so special, but sometimes you really want to be able to provide that practical kind of help. And when you can't drop by with a homemade lasagna, Angel Delivery is the next best thing. So today I'm chatting with Rebecca Bex, the founder of Angel Delivery. It was over 10 years ago now that Bex was working as a pediatric nurse and she was seeing these mums and dads who were leaving the hospital with their newborn babies and bunches of flowers under their arms when what they really needed was to go home to a home cooked meal. So Bex started a service back then that was called Baby Angel, which found her turning up on new parents' doorsteps across Wellington with a mop in one hand and a chicken pie in the other. Fast forward now 10 years later and Angel Delivery has just absolutely taken off. Now it operates around the whole country, delivering hundreds of chilled care packages every week. Nowadays, Bex doesn't actually work hands-on in the business. Because she's been working in the USA on a very exciting new business project, which we are also going to get to hear all about during this episode as well. I hope you're ready to hear a beautiful story about this very special business because I can't wait to share it with you. Hey Bex, welcome to Pep Talk. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you Grace. This is awesome. Yeah, it's really good to have you on. You've been a great supporter of me doing pep talk, so I'm glad that I've been able to twist your arm to come on the other side of things and and be a guest with me today. Uh, So at the start, I normally ask people where they're phoning in from just to set the scene so we can picture it. And today I feel like it's going to be quite an interesting answer for you. So Bex, tell us where you're joining us from today. Well, I'm calling you from Managed Isolation in Wellington. I'm on the 11th floor um, of the Bay Plaza Hotel in my room, not leaving my room, (laughs) sitting in here. Oh, that's amazing. You're definitely the first guest we've had that's been phoning in from isolation, which is very interesting. So I'm sure people will be keen to hear what what it's been like. Yeah, look, I tell you what, it has been a completely unusual experience, like... Um, It's been a lot harder than I'd anticipated it to be. I've been, I got in here last Sunday, so I've been here for, what is that, nine days now. And uh, it's 
it's really really strict like they don't let you just go outside for fresh air if you feel like you need it you have two allocated times during the day that you can go outside and I I think that's probably been the most challenging thing for me is like the lack of fresh air um, and they bring you meals and the staff are really lovely um, and I know they try their hardest um, in these difficult circumstances but I have to be honest about it it's really tough it's not it's not a walk in the park I wouldn't rush to do something like this again I found it a real challenge although I have to say one little thing, my daughter, because my kids are actually in Wellington, and my daughter bought me an espresso, well, bought to the hotel an espresso coffee machine, and that's been an absolute godsend, because I start work at about 3.30 in the morning, most mornings, and so I can have a good coffee first thing, so that's been really helpful. Oh, hallelujah, that would make such a difference. <laughs> it does, it's a game changer. Yeah, it's interesting, because a few people have said, you know, like when we in conversation, like, oh, it'd be so nice, I'd give anything to have two weeks in a hotel room right now, like a from the kids or work or whatever but actually I yeah I'm the same like I always thought nah that doesn't actually sound nice not not when it, it's not on your terms like you're not in control yeah totally it's 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 really 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 challenging and and I think the biggest part of it for me is that it's just not being able to get outside and go and have some fresh air um you know I mean there are windows in this room and I've heard horror stories of people that can't open windows and get fresh air in their rooms and you know that type of thing I think having access to fresh you know fresh air is something that we all should have for our mental health you know I'm usually a pretty calm person um, I'm pretty easygoing and there have been times where I've been like oh my goodness this is a nightmare yeah, what am I doing claustrophobic <laughs> I yeah totally yeah totally and of course the reason that you have to do the isolation is because before you came here you've you've just joined back in, as back in New Zealand from the US uh, and we will hopefully hear a little bit later here about what you've been uh, working on over there and why you've been there but for everyone listening we are mostly going to hear today about Angel Delivery which is the business that Bex has uh, started over 10 years ago in New Zealand and that's actually you might be able to tell but Bex and I do know each other because I actually help out a little bit with Angel Delivery because like we've heard Bex is working hard on another business so I help her out with some marketing and, and social media media along the way so I do know a lot of the angel delivery story but I have only been in the picture for the last couple of years so I'm still very interested to hear the full story from Bex and, and find out all about those beginning years that I didn't I wasn't involved in uh, but before we do jump into that big 10-year story that we've got coming uh, we always warm up on pep talk with some this or that questions so Bex you are not going to be off the hook from answering these so they're not serious don't worry uh, number one for you we've got savory or sweet sweet mm -hmm. since you're a food person I thought that would be a good one for you yes definitely what's sweet. your favorite sweet sweet food oh gosh what's my favorite sweet food do you know what I love <laughs> and this is just like garbage stuff really I love Reese's Pieces I love peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> together they are like oh my goodness they're my Achilles heel I absolutely love them <laughs> and handy you've been in the States so you've been able to get yeah. your hands on them for a while yeah nice. yeah I love them all right and next we've got morning person or night person I am a morning person now mm. definitely well we just heard you've been working since 3 30 in the morning so that's yeah. good <laughs> all right are you working or chilling is what's your favorite work or chill 
Oh, work. I love, I mean, I, I think when you do what you love, it's not work, right? It's just something you love doing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I love working. I'm not surprised. I was expecting you to say that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And last one, which I think we'll know the answer to because we just heard about your Nespresso machine, but coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now that we've warmed up a little bit to kick off, we like to rewind a little bit and to hear about the beginnings of everything and where this all got started, because it's kind of cool to hear a bit of that personal background. There's always some connections there as to where you've kind of ended up in business, especially. So for you, Bex, you have a background in nursing. So I'm really keen to hear a little bit about your nursing days, like what kind of nursing were you doing? And did you think that you were always just, you know, going to stay a nurse? Do you think? I don't know. I did nursing because I really liked helping people and I, I, I actually went and did a, a, a stint on a summer camp in America when I finished high school. I, um, I went and worked on a summer camp and I did some programs where I worked with kids with disabilities and I was like, oh, I really like this sort of practical helping people and assisting with cares and things like that. And I thought, oh, nursing would be a nice thing that I could do that I could travel with. So I, um, I, I did my nursing degree and, I, and halfway through it, you know, my father and uncles were like what are you doing like come and come and work in the family business you've been setting up shops since you were five years old and buying and selling things and always loved that side of life but I I'm I'm actually really really proud of the fact that I finished my degree and um, I think it's given me a great point of difference as a businesswoman and it's brought you know like a whole different level of skills to myself as a as a professional woman in the business community so um, I'm really really proud of it and, and when I when I finished my degree I went straight into pediatric nursing because I loved love loved working with kids and babies and um, that's what I focused on and and I had my kids quite young um, so I did a little bit of nursing um, while I had small children you know on evenings and weekends and things and it was at that point that I shifted from working just in pediatrics to working in maternity care um, and uh, special care baby stuff as well so neonatal paediatrics and maternity care and it was during that time that I um, came up with this idea which is angel delivery now but originally started as baby angel um, yeah do you remember like that moment that you first thought of of doing it, baby angel do you know what this is a really interesting thing the moment that I decided to do this was actually um, when I was invited down to our family marae in Blenheim um, Omaka and our family was invited down there and we went down there and had this really amazing time um, and I sat on the floor of the marae I don't know if I've ever told anyone this and I heard the stories yeah I heard the stories of my ancestors and my great-grandmother and and they were like amazingly strong women in my bloodline and I was like wow I come from incredible women I can do I've had this little idea for a business and damn it I'm gonna do it and so it was after that that I decided that I would set up this little business that I'd had percolating away in my mind as I was working in the hospitals oh, that's beautiful. Um, so that was the yeah that was that was the moment yeah. was sitting on the floor of this marae and and understanding wow I come from generations of amazing strong women I'm gonna go do something myself I can do it these people are behind me this bloodline is behind me so 
um, yeah, so back in Wellington and um, I decided that I would set up this service to help people when they just had babies. <clears throat> and it was using my skills as a nurse and my skills as a mum and also my love of cooking. So I made a little pamphlet and these, this was like grace before the days of like social media and that type of thing. So you had like pamphlets and your goal if you were going to advertise your business was to be in like the local paper, you know, the, the local Johnsonville Press or whatever it was. And so I made a little flyer and, um, and said that, you know, we, we, which is really me, provided the service of, of helping you when you've just had a baby. So I created like a little course for mums and a course for dads and, and a little cleaning you know, come and clean your house and the angels will come and clean your house or, or we'll make and bring food to you. And, you know, like I was literally doing everything and, and, um, and I just started this little business and it just started to grow organically. And as it grew, um, I started to take like the business part of my brain took a step back and was like, okay, so, you know, who are my customers and what problem am I solving? And as I looked at that, Ah, and were you still nursing on the side when you started Baby Angel, or had you stopped? Yeah, at the yeah at the very early stage, I was. Yeah, I was doing a mixture of you know, like I am, you know, I am a workaholic because I absolutely love it, and I really did enjoy my time working in the hospital as well. And then you know, and I had these little kitties, and and I had this little business that I'd started as well. So I just like being busy, and and you know, as Baby Angel got busier, I. I decided that I would focus just on that and the kids. Mm, was that a hard decision to kind of give up a, a really, uh, I guess, secure career path in nursing to be like, actually, I'm just going to have a, a punt at this business? Or was it kind of easy because you tested it out a little bit? Uh, it was easy because A, I tested it out a little bit. And another thing which I think you'll find across a lot of entrepreneurs is that they have quite a high um, risk tolerance level um, and and so I have that and I the reason I have that is because I am from generations of entrepreneurs so I grew up with that that feeling of like a little bit of uncertainty um, you know the ship's going to come in if it comes in big and then sometimes it doesn't and it's a disaster and you have to cope with that and, and pivot and adjust and and so that the turbulence of that kind of mindset and lifestyle was really familiar to me so it didn't seem risky I was like I you know I I can do this it'll be fine it's an adventure yeah kind of normalized it a little bit and yeah that that's totally the case of whatever you kind of see when you're growing up right like if your parents work full-time desk jobs then that's what's normal and that's what seems comfortable and and doable for you and then yeah like it it worked on the flip side for you and of course because so you mentioned when you first started baby angel it was like you turning up on the doorstep with a mop and a bucket and a meal and a home-cooked meal and you were like one woman show cleaning cooking you know helping them out with baby things and stuff which is such a natural kind of combination of your skills like you've described amazing and then at some stage along the way as you've grown you you peeled away the extra services so peeled away the cleaning and the kind of courses and things and just focused on the meals where did that decision come from for you well I think it comes back to this thing of like who is your customer and what problem are you solving right and and so when you when you take and this took this I didn't like sort of 
have like massive growth over a three month period and was able to evaluate this. I was still quite a young, you know, somewhat naive entrepreneur trying to feel my way through this landscape. Um, so it took me like, I don't know, a year or a year and a half or whatever it was to try and understand this. And what I realized was that my customer wasn't who I thought they would be. My customer wasn't the family with the baby. My customer was their family members that couldn't get to them to help right they, they they so they were like there was this person going through this life-changing experience and and someone wanted to help them because they couldn't be there and the need that I was solving was help and so I realized that I recognized this and I'm like well how do I scale this um, I've got kind of two options because the things that were popular were like the cleaning side you know the help with the housework and the food was getting more and more popular um, and so I thought the scalable way to do this is actually because I didn't want to end up having to run a team of heaps of staff all over the country to scale it within this little country in a way that I can manage is with the food side of it. So I need to figure out how to ship food from point A to point B so that I'm not just servicing one small area. Um, and so that's that was when I started to, to shift it. Still had the name Baby Angel, but we were we became more like a food delivery company. And Grace, this was back in the time before even like e-commerce. So you didn't have other people around like, um, you know, My Food Bag and Hello Fresh and all these different companies now that we are, are like, you know, names that we are all extremely familiar with. I was like, how do I solve this? How do I do this? I mean, I remember going down to a fish, uh, like a fisheries um, place and to try and figure out how I could get ice or something into a chili bin so that I could freight something from point A to point B, you know, because they didn't have like the gel ice packs that are, yeah, everyone uses now. So I was trying to, you know, sort of problem solve it. And I had like a little zip zap um, credit card thing on my desk. So because we didn't have an e-commerce platform. So, so did people it was call really, up to place an order? Yeah, people would ring up and, you know, at that stage I had, because I, I also didn't want to set up like a full production kitchen because I, I just didn't have the resources to do that. And that's a whole nother business model, right, going into actual production. So I found a really lovely little place, place in the Wadarapa that had a certified kitchen and, and they made some, um, you know, a few little bits and pieces for us. But I didn't have enough volume um, in those early days to be like, okay, I need you to make, you know, 500 chicken pies and you know a thousand of this and whatever like so, so they basically made on demand so someone would place an order and I'd be like fantastic they'd ring me up I'd be like that's awesome <laughs> you know then I'd like ring the kitchen and be like okay we've got an order for you know a chicken pie and a and a cake and they'd go great we'll make it tomorrow and they'd make it that day and then they'd have to wait for it to chill down properly <laughs> so they could package it safely and you know like it was like a whole week-long process <laughs> but that was what I could afford to do yeah. and that was really what you know it was really early stuff and I got a lot of questions from people like how do you do this like how do you ship food safely um, because it wasn't something that had been done before and and um, you know and I'd figured out a way to make it happen um, safely and temperature tested the boxes and I was really diligent about that side of it because that was my nursing kind of side of my brain um, but yeah it was it was really disruptive and unique at the time to the point where people didn't understand it so now everyone understands it which is fantastic yeah yeah it's so true because now like you know if I wanted to ship food well like you know I've, I've had my hello fresh arrive I know how that works you can kind of picture it but you're so yeah you're so right back in the day 
that wasn't a thing and it's yeah it's very interesting to see that you didn't just land where you are now you had to like bit by bit tinker and test and figure it out as you went along and you know just like we all do with everything but it's funny when you look at a business like this you see the end product where it or not the end product because I'm sure we're only really in the middle but where where it's at now and and you kind of forget about those early days where it was just you kind of muddling along and (laughs) trying to figure it out did you ever imagine that it was going to get to where it is now um, yeah, I did. I'm really bullish. I think all, I, you know, I really think all things are possible if you're prepared to work hard and stay focused. So, um, you know, I, I really did. I felt like as as the as the business grew, and I really understood that we were solving a major need for people, which was I can't be with you, and I want to help you. I want to do something to help you, and we were delivering that in a tangible way. Um, I, I really felt like yeah, we we have something here, and that's not to mean that the road the path hasn't been difficult you know it's it's tough starting a business and setting it up and getting it going and there are ups and downs along the way but I think in my heart and my soul and to this day I I really love this business I love what it does for people um, and so you know I'm I feel really strongly about it Mm. and another big part of the growth which kind of we haven't really touched on is the fact that at some stage it moved away from just being babies you know people with new babies to being like a great option for any kind of time when you want to be there like when someone's sick or, or a bereavement or just a hard time or moving house even like it's grown into just all of those occasions when you can't be there do you was it where did that change come from was it like people were asking for it or did you see the opportunity Uh, people were asking for it and um, you know I think I was just in deep with operations as most early stage entrepreneurs are right and um, and so I was just you know frantically running this little business and and I had people saying can you please just um, not put the card that says baby angel in with this box because it's going to someone that's lost a baby and we started to get those um, calls from people oh you know I sent this to a friend and you know now I've got someone who's um, just lost someone and and, uh, you know it was really around losing um, babies and children that we noticed this And, and it was around that time that I was like I took a step back and I was like hang on um, and, and people were also sending Baby Angel to, you know, um, family and friends that were, you know, recovering from surgery or maybe going through chemo or something like that. And I, it just all sort of came together. And I was like, hang on, we need to, we need to change the name here so that it's more fitting to the occasions that we are now serving and the people that we are supporting. Mm, great that you were able to see that opportunity and to pivot a little bit like a lot of people would see all those questions come in and just be like nah nope like this is what we are we're we're baby angel that's what we do but you were able to see that and to make some changes like quite quickly accordingly so it's a big big part of it I think it's a really 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 important thing for entrepreneurs is to be able to sort of look at the landscape and what's going on around you and you know the different conditions that are affecting you and and recognize when there are times where there does need to be a slight pivot or a change um, so often if we get really set in our ways and know it has to stay this way um, we can miss opportunities um, you know and, and miss the, the direction that we should really be going in yeah yeah absolutely and I think it works a little bit the other way as well in that sometimes people ask for things that you just 
are not right for you or don't fit the business or don't feel right or it's not what you want to be spending your time doing and I do think there's a flip side of not just saying yes to everything because people are asking for it like because you your business can get very scattered and confused or you do to some extent need to stay in your lane so there's a bit of both. 100% you know we've had lots of our customers say to us over the years um, and you might have seen some of this too Grace like have you guys why don't you guys do something like my food bag and I'm like nope we will never ever do that because my food bag are amazing at that mm-hmm. and that's what they do and we stick to this is what we do we are here as a gift that people send when someone needs help and support that's what we do and we are the best at it um, we are a gift experience mm. so yeah yeah you kind of have to know yourself as a business and know what's your thing and if you otherwise if you're just like ooh, opportunity ooh, opportunity grab money grab money it, it just you lose what's so special about your business i guess of course it's, it kind of goes without saying because we've heard that you've been away and everything but you're not hands-on in angel delivery day to day now so it's gone from like you literally just being you <laughs> to literally not really being you much at all which is very interesting and that's not been a quick change you know we know that's been over 10 years that that's developed um and you now have a team who run operations and customer service and you and they they keep it running smoothly day to day and you kind of dip in to do that sort of higher level stuff so what's that kind of been like because that as a business that's another big growth stage right like the time when the the owner or the founder can step back yeah and i think sometimes like um with I can just speak for myself, right? And in the handful of other entrepreneurs, I think sometimes when, uh, you know, entrepreneurs or founders can get in the way of growth of, of the growth of a business, um, particularly if they don't have the right skill set for what that business needs at a particular time. And so, you know, um, I don't think it inhibits Angel's growth and, and, and continuing continuation by not having me there um, because I would possibly get in the way of some of our fabulous managers and operators, you know, because I'd be coming up with like weird little ideas or whatever. Um, I think the way we've got, and you know what that's like, Grace, you work with me. Um, but so, so I think that, you know, so I might actually get in the way of it, but when I do touch it, I think I can touch it in the right way. So we try and have, you know, weekly management meetings and, and monthly meetings. So we try, you know, I, I like to stay across it as, as much as humanly possible with other things that I've got going on in my um, schedule. I have an amazing team and I feel like everyone that is uh, part of the team is part of this vessel that delivers this incredible service to people who need love and care and um, I really treasure everyone that works in the business um, and I um, work really hard to make sure that they feel valued and appreciated um, and not taken ever taken advantage of Um, so um, I see my team as just being an extension of my arms and love and not to sound all gushy about it but that is genuinely how I feel you know um, so um, it hasn't it, it is a strange step when you have been hands-on and heavily involved in a business but if you know that it's the right thing and you've got the right people around it it's a bit of a ego thing a little bit as a founder like and that and I'm not saying this specifically to you but I just think in general you know like this is your baby and you're the you're the face behind it and you've birthed it <laughs> and like there's a little bit of letting go of ego to be like okay other people can actually do this better than me now and I'm just gonna let them do it and that's always a battle I think too 
yeah for sure the way i feel about angel is that yes this is this child that i'm you know that that analogy is a good one right with a child it's something lots of us can relate to you've given birth to it but this child's really special and has been raised by lots of other people and they're all its parents as well and i really do genuinely mean that i feel like this business belongs to and not just actually to my team but also well to the team i don't want to say they're mine they're the t we're all the team but also to our customers, you know, there we have a responsibility as a company to make sure because we're delivering their love, right? We're getting their love and their care from Auckland down to Christchurch because they can't get there, you know. So they're part of our family as well, you know. They're part of the angel network as well. So um, yeah, it's um, that's that's certainly how I feel about it's a it. Very special business, just like just purely well partly just because of the nature of the kind of situations that it deals with but then also just the way that you've crafted it because i think has kind of made it that as well so when those two things combine it becomes super super special so it's yeah it, it definitely needs kind of to be nurtured and, and looked after and building that team is a big part of that and that kind of leads us to why so why you've been a bit more hands-off more recently and part of that is just the stage that the business is at but it's also because you've been very busy for the last two years or so working on a new business that has been based in the US so this is very new and isn't in New Zealand yet so I thought it would be interesting for everyone listening maybe you can tell us just a little bit of what you've been working on and what you've been creating for the last few years yeah absolutely so you know i don't think i'll ever be able to stop my brain from being like um you know a disruptive thinker and a problem solver in the food and beverage space like that is my passion that's what i absolutely love is innovation in that area and um, a couple of years ago um, I was looking at some different things, you know, I was always, I've always stayed closely connected to what's happening in the United States and I was um, up at a friend's place and, and we were in California and we were drinking um, kombucha and I was very proud of myself because I'd like, well, you guys are going to think I'm like a total junk food crazy addict because I talked about <laughs> Reese's Pieces being my favourite food before and now I'm about to say Coca-Cola was like my favourite <laughs> sugary drink um, but I, I had actually made the change from like drinking a lot of Coca-Cola and stuff to drinking kombucha and I was really enjoying it and it was great and I was with some friends and we were talking about you know just the state of the world and and you know drinking kombucha and feeling great about ourselves and um the the topic of like single-use bottles came up and um you know actually what a what a real problem this is for our environment and i'm sitting there and i'm start problem solving and i'm like how do you get a drink out of a bottle like how does that work and i came and my brain just starts ticking as it does when i'm trying to figure something out and i'm like how do you do that how do you do that and then I just came up with this really really crazy idea of like could you create you know using kombucha because that's what I was drinking at the time could you like how do you create a bottleless kombucha and I thought about the idea of like a kombucha tab a tab that you drop into water and it transforms it into a kombucha and you don't need the bottle and um, I thought oh that's intriguing and so we talked about it and we all decided as a group that we would um, you know put some time and all chuck in a little bit of money and um, see if we could actually make this happen and I'm like you know back in the thinking sort of at the kitchen bench of like dehydration machines and brewing kombucha and all these different things and and um, and we started to develop it and 
anyway we slowly validated it and and grew it and figured out how we could scale it and what the opportunity was and, and we gave it a name it's called cooler spelled q-u-l-a like make your water cooler and yeah we launched the world's first bottle free kombucha tab um in march in the u.s on the eve of a pandemic you know of course you did yeah yeah I want I do want to hear all about that as well but um what is it like this is quite a different process I guess with cooler because it's I mean with angel delivery it started very organically I guess and then it flowed very naturally from you as a person and 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 just grew a little bit by bit over 10 years whereas cooler you've kind of got it's big like you've gone big it's gone straight into like big production and product development and science and huge teams and it's in America which automatically makes it so much bigger what has that been like has it just been nuts yeah it has been I think you know really early on when I when we validated this concept I realized that um, I had something pretty special on our hands here for a number of reasons like we you know and, and I'm thinking because I think big right but I'm thinking other categories outside of just kombucha but this concept of not require not requiring a single use bottle to have a really cool beverage and a cool beverage experience um, and there was some some fundamental things about it that I was like whoa this 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 is a this is really good this is really scalable if we can get our production down um, you know we can we can move this product around because we fit so much more on a palate we're 92% more carbon efficient than an RTD drink so there was some really interesting good things about it and so I went down the process of okay with this here this is a really good concept um, you know I've got an MVP you know minimum viable product in my hands I've spoken to some really influential people in the retail space in the US so I was validate I was de-risking it more and more I was like okay I'm going to raise some capital on this and um, and and put a good team around it so that we can pro up quickly uh, because you know distribution which is usually a big issue for you know product storage distribution fridge like for, for, for you know like traditional RTD beverages we don't have those big problems that a lot of we've got other problems you know we've got to get early adoption and and you know educate people about the products we've got other things that we've got to deal with but um, you know around the logistics of it so I was like I need some some pros in here to to really help me I need to build out the team so I went through the process of, of raising capital um, which you know I hadn't really done that in the past um, I'd learned some good lessons from different experiences in the past but you know I got really great lawyer um, working with the team and you know and I'm one of four as well so this just isn't you know cool you know angel delivery and baby angel when I first started that that was just me um with cooler it's it's four this baby belongs to four people so the four of us you know I needed to find the right you know network of um you know consultants and advisors and things to wrap around this project and raise some money for it too mm, very complex and you uh, have been incredibly busy with it like you're always on meetings from you know the start to the end of the day right it's been it must have been pretty like personally have you found that challenging like is it it's obviously very tiring but em emotionally and mentally as well um I don't do you know I, I mean in honest in all honesty I haven't I but and I think that's because I love it um there are times where I'm knackered and I'll get overwhelmed but I get over that pretty quickly like um I think I'm fast to recover from stuff if I get a bit of a surprise or a concern or a shock you know again that's probably that problem solving part of my brain where I'm like well okay I've got this to deal with how am I going to figure it out 
Um, yeah, I don't think it's, you know, I just, I just really, really love what I do. The bigger thing with me is probably trying to carve out time to just rest and relax, you know, and, um, you know, being disciplined about that. Yeah, that's definitely a factor because when you love what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. So you don't necessarily feel like you need a break from it, but actually, realistically, you do. Like mentally, your your brain does need to shut down to recharge. And so making you, like forcing yourself to do that when it's not actually what you want to do is quite unusual. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I spent some time um, in a really amazing um, Hasidic Jewish community where they keep Shabbos, you know, so from sundown on a Friday night to sundown on the Saturday night, you take a break. And I do actually try to um, to sort of practice that, giving myself a 24-hour break. <clears throat> and when I first started doing it, it was actually a real challenge because I had to just try and I, I had to say to myself, no, you're allowed to just lie here and do nothing. No, that's what you just need to stay there. It's actually going to be better for you. And I did find that at the end of that 24 hour period, I was like really enthusiastic and ready to jump back into it. And, and not all weekends do I get a 24 hour period like that. Doesn't happen every week. But I do try and have a day and an evening and a day where I'm like, do you know what? You'll just, just take a break now. And if that means you're just doing nothing, just do nothing that's okay because it's better for you in the long run mm, that's a good tip i like that so of course before we wrap up everything COVID is still very much a part of our lives both both here and in the usa where you've just been and of course we're kind of having you're, you're in quarantine and we're also having our kind of little second wave at the moment here so let's hear a little bit about what that has all been like so firstly kind of with angel i i've been working with you through the time that we went through the first lockdown so i have a pretty good idea of what it was like for business but maybe for everyone listening you can kind of take us through the impact of lockdown and what that was like at Angel and changes maybe that we had to make? Yeah. Um, well, I was on the other side of the world as well when all this kicked in. So, you know, we were talking about amazing teams. And Grace, I thank you as well for just being amazing during that period. But the Angel team were just phenomenal because there was a lot of uncertainty. And our GM is a, and I love this about her, she is a real stickler for getting, for detail and never, ever, 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 ever breaks a rule or does something. So if there's uncertainty about whether we can or can't deliver something, we won't until we absolutely know 100% that we are doing the right thing by the rules. So um, I think what was difficult, um, and this is me, you know, and I was talking to you guys most days, but this was me looking in versus sort of having my sleeves rolled up and being on site with everyone. Um, it was difficult to sort of ascertain what could and couldn't happen structurally and within the business. And once we knew what the rules were, implementing those, which Justine did an amazing job with. But on the other side of that, we had phone calls from people who were just, and I had like, you know, people going 24-7 answering the 0800 number because we had, you know, people in England, in America, in, you know, all over the world ringing us because they've used us for the last however many years going, you know, my sister's in the middle of chemo, she's on her own with the two children, she cannot leave the house, she's got no food, New World's not delivering for five or seven days or whatever it was, and this woman's beside herself. We were on the receiving end of people who were desperate, and it was so difficult not to be able to service them immediately, you know, back in the day when this business started, I would literally, you know, like, 
I remember at one stage thinking, I'm going to drive to New Plymouth to deliver to this person because the courier couldn't do it, you know, like yeah. that's how Angel is. Yeah. So that was difficult. But once we got our bearings around what we could, you know, how we needed to run the business internally mm-hmm. to make sure there was like the social distancing and everything, all the PPE, um, we got things going. But it was frustrating not being able to help a lot of the people that really desperately needed it in those early days when there was a little bit of grey area around what, who could and couldn't do things. Yeah, yeah, I really respect that because it, it was a challenging time in like the uncertainty, like you say, and, and we wanted to make sure that we had the approval from MPI and MB that we could, like, explicit approval to operate, not just our interpretation of the rules, but what they actually told us. And so I really respect that we actually took the website down for a full week, I think it was, in the end. And that was, like, potentially that could have been the biggest week for angel delivery in history, like, business-wise but it's absolutely the right thing to do to be like no we need to make sure this is legit we don't want to put anyone at risk like we're we're a caring business we can't risk harming our customers or our team and making that that's such a hard decision to make so I really respect that yeah yeah no you have to do and that's where I guess like your moral fiber is like a CEO or a business operator comes into play right because there are plenty of people who are just like stuff it you know I'm about making the money and I'm about you know getting my you know my staff just need to work hard and I was as conscious of keeping my staff safe as I was making sure that our you know our operation systems our protocols were safe so that we were delivering safe food you know we had like um, you know notices that went inside the boxes on the outside of the boxes about wiping them down and all those types of things I wanted to take every the nurse in me really came <laughs> to the front you know infection control yeah. I've done that <laughs> yeah yeah and it just shows how the like you say your moral fiber and also just that your values as Bex and as a nurse have just so woven their way into the angel delivery DNA that coming out 10 years later they're still built into it and that's still the way the business operates even when you're not in the same country and on the kind of other side of that we've got now you're working on with cooler COVID obviously has really forced you to pivot a little bit there because you were launching pretty much bang on when it really ramped up so tell us what that has been like oh man that's been amazing so the four so you know I talked about there were four there are four of us that this baby belongs to and I'm the one entrepreneur in the group and so I came out to California and I've been going back and forth a lot but you know I thought I was going for this trade show and then a couple more weeks and then I'd head back to New Zealand and and as as the kind of um the scale of what we were facing became apparent to me and I did have a day or two of shock there let me tell you I was like what the heck is going on here my goodness you know our strategy with cooler was to have this product where people are moving and don't have access to to kombuchas in the fridge you know like when they're at Coachella when they're at airports when they're in gyms when they're at corporate campuses when they're at university campuses like all these places that literally got shut down overnight and I'm like what the hell we are going to have to completely change our business model we are going to have to become a digitally native business you know we had anticipated that in our first year five percent of revenue would come through the website and suddenly this little website that was like a cool little art gallery had to become our main source of revenue um so i made the decision i was you know and i my, my i had as i mentioned earlier i had kids when i was when um when i was young so i have older children now i've got a 19 year old and a 16 year old and i said to them my darlings i'm going to have to sit tight because 
if I don't stay here, this is going to fall apart. It needs to be completely pivoted to being a direct consumer business. And I actually knew that, I kind of knew that space. So, you know, once I got my head around it, I was like, okay, we can do this. We managed to get ourselves onto Amazon. Like we literally slipped in and that was really tricky. If anyone's ever navigated the Amazon space, they'll understand what I'm talking about. It's not an easy um, onboarding process. Um, in the middle of a pandemic especially um, yeah. but so yeah totally so and and you know I needed to like extend the team and find some experts in different areas and do all of that remotely um, but I needed to be fully focused and on the same time zone as as everyone and able to you know respond quickly and, and stay extremely focused on it so it was um, a huge shock but I'm really proud to say now that I have returned back to New Zealand and I'm still keeping Pacific time zone here um, but that we have exceeded the targets the you know the COVID targets that nice. we set ourselves for this year That's so amazing. so it's going yeah it's going nicely yeah yeah because obviously you have to adjust all that with the new kind of structure of things you have to adjust your expectations but amazing that you've smashed through that kind of um, what you expected it might be yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And again, that is a result of the efforts of a collective group of people. You know, that's not something I've done on my own. There is a team of really dedicated, amazing people who have worked hard alongside me, you know. So I'm deeply thankful for that. Absolutely. And if anyone is intrigued and wants to find out more about Cooler uh, and what Bex has been working on and everything, you can head on Instagram. If you head to Cooler underscore visions, you'll see a bit of the vibe of Cooler and you'll see that it is very different to Angel. So Bex has done a fantastic job. Um, yeah, really embracing a whole new direction. So it's very exciting. Uh, and yeah, we better we better wrap up. But that has been so interesting, Bex. So thank you. And before we do finish up, I always like to steal a little bit of advice or a tip from guests and, and share some wisdom so I know this year has been such a ride for you Bex with lots of challenges so I'm sure that because we know when you have those challenges that's where the magic is that's where the learning is so I'm sure you're going to have some good advice so hit us with it <laughs> oh Grace um I tell you what um I the advice that I would give to people right now is just take it one day at a time put one foot in front of the other and not try and think too hard about what is next week and next month going to bring me because it's it's difficult to forecast that right now just put one foot in front of the other and um, you know be thankful for what you have and and just yeah keep keep doing that yeah I think that works in both a business and a work and a life in general context at the moment um and we've kind of shown that we can do that we've already been in this for a while and we're still here and still going so nice sorry I, I, that's probably not the most profound piece of advice <laughs> that I could give um you know I, maybe I can come back to you with something else but that, that that's maybe that's just poignant to me that's what's in my head yeah. right now Rebecca just put one foot in front of the other because we actually don't put too many feet in front of the other because you can't you'll hit the wall <laughs> yeah you're, you're not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's great and I think very fitting right now as well so thank you for sharing that and yeah thank you for sharing everything the whole story like what you've done with Angel uh, you know how much I respect everything that you're up to with Kula as well it's so exciting and inspirational so I know everyone's going to have loved hearing that kind of whole story from from start to finish so thank you thanks for making time for a chat and I will see you soon in a few days when you're out of quarantine 
I have been so lucky to get to know Bex and the Angel Delivery team over the last few years and I'm really glad that I could share this story with you today. Just what Bex has created is really unique and special and I know because I see the reviews and the feedback, it provides a very valuable service to New Zealanders during these hard times. If you ever do need to help out a friend and you can't be there yourself, just keep Angel Delivery in mind. You can order online for nationwide delivery, often overnight as well, at angeldelivery.co.nz. And also, please do come join us on Instagram and Facebook at angeldeliverynz. I will see you there. Until next time, bye.